Welcome to Theme Park Paradise episode number 15. Dallas, how are you doing today? I'm good. That's good. You have your trip coming up? Yeah. Going to Florida, but I'm not doing any theme parks. So, Not any? None? No. Where, where's your mom? Like what area? Florida? It's like, is it Tampa area? It's in Sarasota area. They're like half an hour south of Sarasota, hour south of Tampa. Okay. And how far is that away from Orlando? Oh, they're two hours. Okay. You could go to Bush Gardens, right? That's only an hour away. I could, but I don't want to. <laughs> they probably have a new ride, something you haven't done. I like roller coasters I don't care about. Do they have any dark ride at that park? No. None? I don't think so. Not even like a, like a flume ride, like the SeaWorld, Atlanta. Sea I mean, I'm sure they have a flume ride. I don't think it's as cool as that one, though. I love that one. Just absolutely it's love it. Very cool. Just because it turns into a roller coaster, and you're not really expecting that. No. And it's well-themed for yeah. SeaWorld. So let's get into some news. First thing I want to talk about is involves Tokyo Disney. So they announced that they're closing their Space Mountain in 2024. I don't know. They're closing it at some point. But it's going to be closed for a few years because they're completely renovating Tomorrowland. Pretty much rebuilding the out, like facade of Space Mountain. Like the there's artwork for it. It looks very cool. Cause yeah, I saw that work. Yeah. Space Mountain in Tokyo is a replica of the one in California. It's like the exact same. It looks exactly the same. Just because back then, like Tokyo, people in Tokyo wanted to go, they wanted to experience Disneyland or Disney World. So they wanted it to look pretty much the same. So they have all the classic rides. They've done a lot the last couple of years. And they're, I think they're opening a new Frozen Land and a new Peter Pan Land. They have that new Beauty and the Beast area with the castle and the ride. But yeah, it's exciting and it looks cool. Yeah, I love what it looks like. No, it looks sick. Like, if that's what the whole area is going to look like, because Tomorrowland's always a weird area in general for Disney parks. Just because it's the one area that always looks outdated. Yeah, because it's tough when you build something in the future and then in 10, 20 years, it's already, that's not what the future is going to look like. Right. And it's based on the 50s idea of the future. And yeah. then you base it on the 80s idea of the future. And in the next decade or two, that just looks outdated. It looks like the 80s. Or it looks like, you know, it's just, if I was in charge of Tomorrowland, like the one in Florida, I would just go back to the, like, I would go back to like 50s retro view of the future, but do the whole land cohesive. Because what happened is they would do parts of it and now it just looks completely disconnected. And I really don't like the 90s view of the future. It's so gaudy. You think they're going to do something to Tomorrowland because Tron opening, they're going to have a lot more people over there next year. You would think they're going to do something. I'm assuming they have to do something, but maybe Just not. Basic refurbishments. So the other Disney news I want to talk about 
is the Mickey's not so scary, very merry, whatever Halloween bash. Very merry. Yep. The very, <laughs> I like you're combining the Christmas one. I, yeah, we've talked about this. This is something I'll never do. I have no interest. I'm not a child and I hate Halloween. So, so, but if you're a Disney fanatic and you want to meet certain characters, we've talked about it before. Some of the characters only come out during this time period if you want to meet the villain characters. Right. And then also, if you're just going down to Florida during, I don't even know, when they start with my August, right? Yeah. Okay. When, yeah. So August through October. <laughs> yeah. If you want the extra hours, <laughs> I'm assuming they have the extra hours at night for this. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's expensive, but it might be worth your money if you want some more hours in the park. How much? So is it? it's, it's tiered. So it's based on like, if you're going on Halloween, it's probably going to be the most expensive versus if you went on like a random Saturday in August, but like for Christmas, I think it was like a hundred and something. It was under 150, but it was 125 somewhere around that. But mm-hmm. otherwise the park closes at six o'clock, I think. So, I mean, that's not really a park you want to go. You're, you're not going to go to Magic Kingdom if it closes at six. So if you're going down to Orlando and like, well, my choice is either to go to Magic Kingdom or whatever. If it's that or Epcot, because Epcot closes at 10, you might, they might stay open on this till 12, 1 o'clock. And they open at 8 o'clock. So you're getting 14 hours in the park, 15 hours if it opens in the 7. So, I mean, if you have that many hours in the park, it might be worth it to spend if it's that plus a admission ticket, which is, I don't know what that is right now. So probably $250. I know, but that's such a rip off. I'm sorry. I don't care if you get an extra, but you also get, I don't know about for this one. I'm assuming you get candy. Yeah. So it was like unlimited. And the good part of it for like Christmas, it's unlimited cookies and they're wrapped. So it's not like you can keep going around and get more wrapped cookies. It's not like here's a warm baked cookie, which is going to be tastier, but you're kind of stuck with it and you have to throw it away. Or you can just load these up into a purse or whatever you have. Fanny pack. No. Christmas I would do because of the cookies and hot chocolate. And I like the I've been to Magic Kingdom during Christmas time. Just not for that party thing, but it's so it's and they have exclusive magical. shows and stuff. Yeah, they do ex- I'm assuming the same thing. They probably have exclusive the exclusive parade and yeah. different fireworks shows and stuff like that that you can only see at these e-ticket events but yes halloween starts like mid-august i think they're just so stupid i don't understand it i was there it was maybe august 12th i was there in back in 2019 and they were they had just put up the pumpkin decorations on main street yeah they were doing the same stuff like, when we oh, went oh my god when we, went, when we went last year they were doing the same thing and we went for around my birthday time so august 10th that week i understand like because it's you know it's a big ticketed event and they want to extend it. They want more people to do it. I get that. But who's, who's thinking about Halloween in August. There's no buildup for like Halloween. I feel like it's October. You hit October 1st and it's like, okay, build up is right now. Yeah. Or uh, Christmas is different. Christmas is to me is after Thanksgiving, but I mean, people probably get into mood in November. You have a month and a half. After Halloween. I think it's Christmas time. Yeah. It's like two months. That's when you hear Christmas music is after Halloween. But Halloween, I think you just need October. Once it's October 1st to the 31st, that should be really it. 
yeah. And the reason this is a bigger deal, obviously, I forgot to mention, is it hasn't happened for the past two years because of COVID. So it's the first time in three years that they're doing it. There's that. So do you want to talk about your Disney news or do you want me to talk about Universal stuff? Um, I thought we could do mine last since we're, I mean, topics of movies. Movies. Thing. Yeah. So Which I forgot to mention, by the way. Which again, you don't have to do it because you can just read the description, Dallas. And the I know, but I, I hate not saying it in the beginning. It's fine. So I didn't read this article. It just, the headline caught my eye. It's a rumor, so who knows, but article is Fast and Furious Drifting Coaster rumored for Universal Studios Hollywood. This article is trying to frame it as because of the success of the Lost Coaster, they want more coasters on both coasts, but they have no room there. Where would they put? I don't understand. They don't. So, I mean, they, I know they're doing Nintendo, but the only reason I brought it up, though, is because we talked about how Fast and the Furious deserves like a much better. <laughs> this sounds like it, what adds. This sounds like it would be in a warehouse, so they might be able to repurpose a warehouse. Right. So it'd be like an indoor. Indoor. It says it would be indoor, and then they would sometimes go out of the thing what you want anyways then people can see that Ooh, what's that ride right and that fits with what you're saying though i was just saying how we've talked about how fast the furious deserves a much cooler attraction than what it has i just don't like what marketing person that clearly came up with this idea like it works okay when you're in the la one because you're already on that tour. So it's kind of just like, oh, you're experiencing something. So yeah. might as well do something anyways. But to actually have to wait in line for that. It doesn't fit at all. It doesn't fit the franchise. Like Kong at least fits-ish. Because it's kind of like a jungle safari vehicle. It is. But Fast and the Furious is like literally in the title, Fast and Furious. Yeah. We want and you're going slow and boring and bumpy. <laughs> you don't even need like my thing is you wouldn't even to me not you don't even need to have it go fast that fast or like doesn't need to be a roller coaster. It could be the same setup. I know they've done it so many times they probably don't want to do it. But like a Spider-Man or Transformers where it has that illusion of kind of just like going around fast, moving around. Yeah, even that would be more exciting. And you could just design the vehicle to look like some kind of fancy sports car. <sighs> I, why wouldn't they have done that? I feel like that building's big enough. Because they probably don't. They probably were like, we can't do the exact same thing we already have in both of our parks already. I guess, but it, then don't do anything if you're going to do that piece of shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I just don't get it. Even just like a stage show would have been cool, like better for this. Yes. It was like, yes, it's just it going to be cars doing stuff. But that show building is just. I, I've mentioned before, I hate that you can just like see when you're sitting on the side of the bus, you can see past the screens up top. And it's not even like you really have to look for it. If you're just sitting on the outside, you see it and it ruins all illusion. That's why I like all the rides that are like dark rides. If you turn the lights on, it just completely breaks you. And then it looks because we make fun of the Abu Dhabi stuff. But Disney, really, for some of those dark rides, is not that much better, but they know how to make stuff look better by lighting illusion. different like yeah the illusion of where something looks bigger than it is like yes. they, they're great they at that tons of tricks yeah where abu dhabi it's like it's completely bright you can see everything you can see 
we're <laughs> like all of just the off-putting stuff. Here's the building here. Oh yeah. So it's just, it, they don't care. And that ruins it. And to me, that's part of this ride is just, it was cheap. You can tell they rushed everything, but the queue, I will defend the queue. I think it does have a really cool queue it's if okay. you like, but if you like this franchise, right? Because it has cool cars, you're in Dom, whatever is garage. So there's a bunch of Easter eggs for stuff. I've mentioned before, they have the little Beetlejuice bobblehead. Yeah. So they have cool things there. I would experience this ride one time. I've said, if there's no wait or like 15 minutes, but never past 15 minutes. Ne- never, 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 never. Yeah. It usually isn't, but it's such a sad, and it, it was instant. It was as soon as this ride opened, people were like, this sucks. We need something else. This sucks. And it is the only, like, for all universal things, other rides and shows get blasted, but it's this. Nothing is in the same league as how bad this one has been received. So there's a new Disney's Haunted Mansion movie that I've heard about, but I've seen, like, nothing of it. I have no idea who is attached. We've, we've talked about we it. We talked about it. I told you who's attached. But I don't remember, Dallas. <laughs> it's not really Del Toro. So it's Tiffany Haddish, Danny DeVito. Okay. Yeah. And then Owen Wilson, that's who it was, because Owen Wilson, and I was like, oh, yeah, he did <laughs> crap, but the movie, I guess, has been pushed and pushed and pushed, but now we have an official date, March 10th, 2023. I'm curious if this is going to kickstart more of Disney trying to bring back movies based on the ride properties, if they're going to attempt well, it again. Jungle Cruise, I mean, was that successful? Yeah. yeah. So he's gonna kickstart and all. What's what's now? We're we gonna do a Space Mountain movie. There's, Rather there's already a Tomorrowland movie, like Big Thunder. I want a Big Thunder Western. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's already a Tower of Terror TV movie from '97. <laughs> I think doing like an Everest. We could have the Disco Yeti. Yeah, do a Himalayan movie. They would have to have a disco ball in there. They would have to. I don't think there's any classic attractions they haven't done a movie about. They've hit all of them, really. They should do a movie based on the Safari's original premise. Oh, yeah, the rhinos, the white rhino. I don't want the actor. Elephant or whatever it was. Oh, yeah, the the guy that plays Dr. Musambami or whatever. Yeah. I can't really think of any other rides that are original IP rides that I would have to. I should just do like I want a western. I want like a Frontierland. They already did Tomorrowland movie. I want a Frontierland movie. Clint Eastwood can direct it. He's like 96 years old. <laughs> he directed that Atlanta Olympic movie a couple years ago. I think he's actually doing it. I feel like he's just no. sitting in a chair and just no. telling somebody else what to do. No. I have a feeling Kathy Bates probably did more directing on that movie than he did. But yes. So the reason we are talking about that is because for this month, I decided I wanted to do a theme. So we're doing Movie Club May because May starts with M and so does movie. So that's my logic. <laughs> Although Ryan pointed well, out. We already said then movies, movies do kick off. We're going into Memorial the, Day. Yes, we're going into the movie season, I guess. For the next four episodes, including this one, we will be talking about a theme park based movie. So this week we're kicking it off with (laughs) a documentary. So it is a documentary about 
an animatronic pizza restaurant band, which is something that is so of a time period that was not our time period. I don't think it was like the eighties was the height and it's not popular anymore, which the documentary goes into, but yes, it's called the rock fire explosion. It's on YouTube. We're going to have a link in the episode description. Uh, And after a short break, we are going to talk about it. Welcome back. So for our first installment of what I'm calling Movie Club Bay, uh, I had Ryan watch a documentary from 2009, eight or nine. 2009 i believe yeah it might have been filmed in 2008 i think it might have been filmed in 2008 because like like the post it was but yeah but then they updated at the end okay so it's on youtube it's called rock fire explosion it is about the animatronic band that performed at showbiz pizza which was a pizza place similar to Chuck E. Cheese that ran, I believe, from 1980 to 1992. And then they were bought out by the parent company of Chuck E. Cheese and turned into Chuck E. Cheese. And then it went on for a few years in like other other restaurants, yeah. Other restaurants and stuff. Yeah. Cause the guy who created the Rockefeller Explosion sold it to other restaurants too. Which he's a big part of this documentary. Yeah. Um, I just want to give you my overall thoughts on this documentary. So it started off. It's just like, oh my God, I feel sad for these people just because how obsessed they are as middle-aged. Like, and I love, like, I collect all this kind of stuff. That's but it was like, oh my thing. God, I feel so bad for you. Yeah, but I'm, part it, of I me feel is bad like, for you. I'm watching this and I'm into this stuff too. So like, I'm how into stuff, much can I make fun I know, of them? I know, it'd be the same thing. Like if somebody looked at the stuff I collect. Like today, yeah. today I was at Walmart and on the clearance rack, there was a Turbo Man doll. From Jingle All the Way, the Turbo Man. It's like the Funko. <laughs> it's in all of the packaging. It looks like it's from the film. Yeah. And I was like, I have to buy this. So I bought it just because I looked online. They were selling for like double, triple of what I paid for it. So I was like, worst case, I sell it in a couple of years and it'll be worth a lot. But that's it started off and I was like, oh man, I feel bad for how obsessed you are with this. Especially because there's a lot of Southern, like for the fan base, it was a lot of Southern people. Yeah. And they're that stereotypical, like when you think of like run down Alabama, it, Mississippi man. It was almost it too on the nose. It was almost like a sketch. Like it really was. Yeah. Like the so, main, yeah. we'll get into it, but the main guy drinks Mountain Dew and that's all he drinks. Only drinks it. Uh, he married like a 15 year old that she looked like she was 15 i have no idea she wasn't that, 15. that he met working at a roller rink and like okay oh but okay God. i want to get to it because like okay i'm gonna get to that part so it starts off with that and i'm like okay i'm enjoying this because it's doing the typical documentary thing where you're following these people's lives learning a interstitial about the company itself mm-hmm. then all of a sudden out of nowhere the documentary says nope we're hitting a pause on everything related to rock fire and now we're going to have the most creepy back-to-back explanation of these couples. The women had no part of anything of their lives at all. Didn't have any impact on Rockfire. They weren't, the one said he's like, they're both, like one was a fan, I guess, that 
found him. It was, it was so weird. It was so painful to watch. Oh, so man. uncomfortable. They the one they the one we we're talking about with married to bowling. Like she just seems socially awkward and young. I have no idea how old she was, but she just seems socially yeah, awkward. Yeah, she didn't like being in front of a camera. But the other relationship that was alarming. Aaron, I thought she was like kidnapped. Yeah. He's like talking for her, making uh-huh, fun of her. She's uh-huh. not even saying anything. And it's like, are we doing like looking for some hand signs of like, <laughs> save me, save me. She, she hates him. She doesn't seem to have any interest in him at all. And I just don't get it. Cause like when they cut back and then towards the end, it, more, it focuses more on Aaron. Cause the yeah, rest of it, it really is Aaron's about Chris story. Yeah. because it's Chris through most of it. And then at the very end, it's Aaron, but Aaron comes off normal ish at the end. And in the beginning and stuff, when he's explaining the company, but this middle, just like it ruined is it. like, I can't have any good thoughts about this guy at all. He's very, there's, this was 10 some years ago. And the, a lot has come out about him since he's just an odd, I haven't looked into them. He's just an odd person. The uh, middle of this documentary made no sense. They could have cut it and shortened it down to a solid oh no. 50 minutes instead of 110 no. or whatever it was. And, and I enjoyed the end. I wish it would have just been the beginning and the end and cut that whole middle part oh, out. The end was the, was my, I enjoyed was the, the creepiest end. part though. It Him in that dilapidated I, rundown I warehouse. It, but I enjoyed it because a lot of those places don't exist. So you got to see like, here is like a close. It's effectively closed. I know they're still, I know they're closed. I think closed now, now, but at this time it wasn't, it was still him running it and yeah, just selling he, off. He, he was at that time, just selling off pieces, but technically he was still open. He said, I'm the last employee. Yeah. You never see something in that state. And it was weird. He was like, yeah, this tool. And it was, it got sad. He's like, the it person got that insanely I laid off right here, sad. The person I laid off right here died 20 years ago. And here's this tool, and it hasn't been moved in 20 years. Yeah. This one hasn't been moved either. And I thought he was just going to have a mental breakdown. And <laughs> I know. But I enjoyed that. And then he was like, I don't know what that chemical residue on the ground is. It's sticky, but don't step in it. Don't step in it. We haven't got a test yet. Don't, don't step in it. Yeah. Which I, he, he has like a weird sense of humor. And I feel like that was part of his sense of humor. But like, to go back to the part where he's with his wife, I guess, and he's trying to make these jokes, and she just this wants so to bad. kill him. He's like, "Oh, you, you, oh, honey, we didn't tell you this, but we spiders. dropped a whole thing of spiders behind us." <laughs> and she has to <laughs> pretend like she actually is being pranked. It's like, oh my god, what did it, that add? That whole section add to that documentary? I just don't understand that scene. Like that oh, was, just was footage unnecessary. Well, because that seems like the shit you cut out of a documentary, and that's like a bonus scene interview, not actually in the documentary. But it's like, oh, you want some more? Here he is with his wife talking was. about whatever. Well, it's funny is they had that woman talking like she was a fan beforehand, yeah, before without telling us it was his wife, and so it was kind of like, a, oh, that's his wife now. Okay. I thought she was a porn star. I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, because she's pretty good looking, and like you no, have all these like. You have all these Alabama, Mississippi guys that, that have like three teeth, no hair. And they were going to cut to this you. beautiful woman. And it was like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Do I believe that she wasn't actually a fan? No. But okay. She worked at Chuck E. Cheese, remember? Oh, I know. I heard. There's so much to talk. <laughs> My favorite part of the whole Chris thing was at the end when they were talking about how they it wasn't just him it was a few of the other people it was 
I can't, I don't know their names. There's the, also the one who was wearing the showbiz pizza outfit. He was my favorite with the bowl cut, like the super Southern. Yeah. Like kind of gay seeming nerdy guy. Loved him. He was hilarious. I just love how genuine they love this shit. Like, I just love it. I love, I, that's what draw, draws me to this is I, I don't, I didn't go to Shobis Pizza, obviously. Did you go to Chuck E. Cheese? Because was there even one? It wasn't there was, Chuck E. Cheese in that area. There was, but they didn't have the band. By that time, the bands had been taken out of a lot of them. But see, I, I know where I kids. know for a fact I saw the bands because I had a birthday party, I believe, or went to one or two. I, I definitely saw the band, but I was so young. Like I don't have. If I went at eight, ten years old, I don't remember it. It's been mm-hmm. so long, and I didn't go like 10, 20 times like these people went. Yeah. I don't have the connection, but I obviously we have it for others things and obviously theme parks. So I just love that genuine love of something from your childhood. Yes, it's weird, obviously. And yes, part of me is laughing at I think them, they just picked weird but they picked weirdos though. Like no of course they did. Because like, that's what they picked funny. off character. And but I also like we said, they kind of exploited these people to make them oh. look they 100 percent did. They 100 percent. Which did. I think, I get the idea of this type of documentary where you find the weird subjects. But yeah. personally, I like the ones that are just more of like we're gonna really hit just at the history, and I like all this fluffy bullshit material that makes it more entertaining to us. I just I don't really care about like sometimes I do, and it made this yeah. one funny and weird. Yeah, but I'd rather just like a more in depth history on like the day to day on. What yeah. happened? I want to know what happened, like after it collapsed. Like they really didn't talk about it after they collapsed, and then he took back or kept the IP and what he did, like why? Because he's like, oh, I want I told- movies. I want, yeah, he wanted. Yeah, he, to do he said he's like, that. yeah, I'm gonna do all this stuff. I'm gonna prove Chuck E. Cheese. I know it wasn't Chuck E. Cheese yet, but I'm gonna prove Chuck E. Cheese wrong. Yeah, what I was talking about was um at the end when they talk about how they were. It was so sad when they showed them taking, like disassembling them and replacing them with Chuck E. Cheese characters. Like, oh my God. But the way these people would talk about it, you thought you think they're talking about like their family members were dying or something. Well, like, that's how the one guy was. It was like, this is my family. Like, you take yeah. care of your family. If you don't let them get hurt yeah. or feel bad. Oh yeah. He, but how that's where it's exploitative because this, you know, this guy does not realize how creepy he's coming off when he's talking about how they're his children. And he he keeps the air conditioning on for him and blah blah. It's like, oh my god. Well, right off the bat, it was we went in and he was like, how they appear alive when they're on stage, but they appear more alive when you shut them off and you go back behind the curtain and you look at him. He's like, I thought that they would be looking all around, but they were just staring at me, kind of wondering what I was doing back there, losing your mind, thinking these yeah. are real life things. Like this is Toy Story to you. Uh-huh. And I just uh and that's where it's, bad. yeah. And it's almost, it's, it's like he has like the, you know, what's it called? Not literacy, but the mental capacity of a child. And that's where it feels exploitative. I would not be surprised if he was on, like, not trying to be mean, but he might be on the spectrum no, he somewhere. He has to be, I think. But see, that's the thing. Parts of, parts of it were like, I felt, I like, I liked him. Yeah. Like, but then they did the kid thing, and I'm like, oh, God, please don't be a child molester. I'm t- yes, I know. It's like, I really wish they would have just cut out when he was showing it to the kids, the awkward spouse interview. 
and just cut that whole port like part out and then just did those the bookends yeah and just because he was lovable and you're just talking about drinking mountain dew every day like oh yeah yeah <laughs> And that's a weird, quirky thing, but it's like, oh yeah, you're just a weirdo. But then you really thought, I, I was so worried. I'm like, oh my God, that's all I can think about for that section until we got to the, we went to his wife and I'm like, oh my gosh, he's even worse. I, they really just were like, this was so bad guys. We're going to keep it in because we're going to get people talking about it. Okay. Can we talk about what happens after? So the movie ends and they show like the typical, like here they are a year later after filming. Yeah. And they show that Chris and his wife opened up. Oh, I know. And then it closed a year later. Yeah. And he had to sell back. He sold back the stuff to Aaron. Uh huh. And then Aaron sold it to like South Korea or something. I'm assuming that Chris guy was completely because he talks about it, he's like, oh, but didn't he? What did he have money. to sell or whatever? He had to do something crazy. I forget to buy those things. What he said it was like he he's like I don't make a lot of money, so he had to work. Oh, that's right. Jobs, he worked like three jobs nonstop. He works at a car dealership. And then he yeah. was a DJ, which yeah. is where he met his wife. Yeah. That role and then he did something else too. It was like three jobs. He did for two years, I believe. That's how he saved up and he buys all these. And then I'm assuming he goes, man, we got, we got to film this documentary. I'm blown up on YouTube. I'm going to open up this restaurant. And then it crashes. And if you don't have a lot of money, I'm assuming that place cost hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. And those animatronics, I'm assuming the animatronics he probably purchased, just guessing, $50,000. I'm guessing, oh, yeah. 5,500, yeah. somewhere in there. So when this all crashed and the business failed, and he's probably in debt hundreds of thousands of dollars, I'm assuming he kind of had to sell those. Oh, yeah. So I'm assuming the Aaron guy was the only one who was going to offer legit money without this going into some weird auction thing. But Yeah, but why would why would anyone tell him it's a good idea to open a fucking animatronic pizza restaurant. Have we not learned anything but, from the he, history? He's, he's, he said that he wanted this documentary. Like you said, it was like to make this property blow up into cartoons. And that's never going to happen. That's the whole point of the documentary is literally nobody remembers it. It's a very small group of people who found each other online. And we're like, oh, you remember this rock fire explosion? Oh, I remember them too. Because Chuck E. Cheese is the more known entity. But the ironic part is because in the 80s, they were like the two main ones. And there's a whole backstory with the investor who was helping the Atari guy do Chuck E. Cheese found Aaron Fector and was like, oh, he's his animatronics are way more advanced than the ones Chuck E. Cheese are doing. So I want to go with him. And then they did show his pizza. But then, of course, (laughs) show his pizza went bankrupt. But Chuck E. Cheese was also going bankrupt at the same time. And the company that owned Chuck E. Cheese just bought Showbiz Pizza out and turned them into Chuck E. Cheese. So neither company has ever done well financially. So I don't understand why anyone would think doing that is a good idea. But am I making up, did Chuck E. Cheese during the pandemic, did they go buy Showbiz something pizza or whatever? They, for their went, foods? <laughs> they went. It was by, like the fake restaurants, like their fake. Yeah. A lot of places did that, but they were the ones that got Grubhub shit stuff? for okay. it. Yeah. Was, wasn't it like showbiz it was no it was called pasquale's pasquale's okay. because he's a character in the band the chuck and, okay. cheese band why have i heard of showbiz pizza why have i heard of it because like showbiz pizza has been dead forever yeah and i don't think they were they made it seem like it was just in the south but it had to be around the country i have no idea i don't know if it's like one of those things 
how you have like White Castle well, and Crystal Burger. I know. They, I like, have their own. Like you cross a line and you can't have little sliders anymore. You have to be either Crystals in the South or White Castle in the North. Yeah. And they're completely different things. I, I don't even know if it was a regional thing. I think it's just a city by city thing. Some people had Chuck E. Cheese. Some people had Chuck's Pizza. I mean, like I said, it was such a short time and we were not alive. Really? I was alive, but eh, kind of, technically I, I was, a, I was alive. a baby, but I was alive. Okay. But you wouldn't have remembered going to show no. pizza. No, but I mean, my favorite part is Chuck E. Cheese was originally called. It was it had basically the same name. It was like Chuck E. Cheese's Showtime theater. And so this guy who was investing in Chuck E. Cheese was like, hmm, show biz pizza. Like, it's just so, the whole thing is so shady. But a lot of people assumed that Chuck E. Cheese stole their idea. Like, that Showbiz Pizza was first and Chuck E. Cheese stole it. But it's the opposite. But either way, it's a hilarious backstory to me. When's the last time you went to a Chuck E. Cheese? 2002, I think. Because I haven't been in forever. I, don't, I have no idea on the last... We would go to the one in Green Bay like once a year. I've been tempted because when we were in Grand Rapids, I believe there was one or somewhere. We went to, It was one of our travels and we saw it and we're like, we should go in. And it was like, it'd be a little creepy without a kid. And it says you can go in. Yeah. But then they, it's just. Yeah. And don't they, they give you wristbands if you're over 21, I think. Because I don't know, so, do they all serve alcohol? I feel like they all serve alcohol. I don't know. I just like, I just, I know most of them. Just go to Dave and Buster's. So I don't feel creepy. Are the Chuck E. Cheese, do they have any of them? They have the, their band. It's performing? hard to find that out. I think, where is it? There's a few in California that still have the band, but most of them have been taken out. And None just, in Michigan? No, I don't think so. I want to look it up though, because if there was one near me, I would go see the band. But most of them just left Chucky. So there's like animatronic Chucky's at some of them. The other thing is they keep, they kept changing what Chucky looks like and what his like thing is. Cause remember when I was a kid, he, he looks was, like now he looks stupid. He looks so stupid. He looks like a tiny little mouse. But the one I remember was like the big head with like, like the, you know, skateboarder. He like had a skateboard yeah. and shorts and a t-shirt. That's the Chuck I know. At some point, look up like 80s Chuck E. Cheese because he's terrifying. He's like smoking a cigar. He looks like a rat. Oh, my God. Oh, I, I love what he looks like. I love it. <laughs> he looks like a straight up rat. He does. Rick Rat. They no longer exist anywhere. <clears throat> oh, yeah. They're all gone. Starting in 2017, they started phasing out. 2019, they were gone. That's so sad. And now it's just a dude in a suit. Yeah. I'm assuming at that point, like, I mean, you're looking at like this documentary, he's like pulling out like old ass. I forget what even company it was, but he's coding on stuff. Oh, that's from like the technology. Yeah. It was, I was like, Oh man, it's a Mac one. Basically this dude's coding on. Uh-huh. That's the thing. He's talented. Like it was impressive what he pulled off. It was, yeah. <clears throat> I was watching a thing about Disney and the world's fair and how far animatronics came just at that time, like the mid sixties. So they could do things like country bears and stuff. He did even like a step further. And he's based in Orlando, of course. I mean, that's yeah. 
headquarters. I'm surprised he never got like snatched up by Disney or Universal or anybody. I know. He must just be a real just creepy oh, creeper. He's, they're, they're like, well, you saw. Yeah. He is. I also don't understand how he was able to like, it's weird that he created this IP and he was able to keep it. Yeah. And Showbiz didn't own it. Like yeah, you think Showbiz would be smart enough to be like, we, we want these animatronics. We're going to buy these characters from you. Because at that point, they were nothing. He was a nobody. Yeah. Why wouldn't you get the IP rights to stuff in all of your restaurants? Because it's not like he was going out and doing anything with these. He owned the IP rights and wasn't making movies, wasn't making TV shows. It was just having them in Showbiz Pizza. So I yeah. don't understand what. I know they, they showed there was like stuffed animals and stuff that they did. Yeah. That's it. You made stuffed animals. Which brings me, I do want to talk about the characters. So the leader, I he was the keyboard on keyboard, but he seemed like the leader to me was Fats Geronimo. Yep. This is a gorilla. And they they mentioned it towards the end because someone that was ordering like a new set of them was like, like another yeah, country, yeah. Yeah. We don't want the kids to be scared because the gorilla is terrifying. It just looks like a straight up gorilla, gorilla suit, like scary. So they made it like a more cute gorilla, but the original fats is like just a scary gorilla. I love it. The new one looks so stupid though. The new one looks so low budget. It was like, Oh yeah. Cause he has no money. I know you're like (laughs) back in the day you had all this because he seems like he's a very smart man, a very, very smart man. Oh yeah. But he was smart enough to know where his limits were. So he had all these design teams, people that were yeah. making. The he had faces. like 350 employees. You saw the dude the, like doing like the blush on the cheeks. On yeah. The was, so he's not talented. talented. So it looks like what he did is he took an ant, like the animatronic guts and just slapped. <laughs> well, he's not an artist. Yeah. Here's an ant. Like, I bought you a big gorilla at the Toys R Us and I just unstuffed it and slapped it on and sewed it back up. Then we have. Chris Thrash, is that his name? Chris Thrash's favorite character, which we forgot to mention this, Billy Bob the Bear. And there's a part where he gets into a Billy Bob suit. He does it a lot during the movie. Yeah. Like two or three times. Yeah. Of him walking around in the Billy Bob suit. He was on base. Then we have Duke LaRue, who's my favorite. He's the dog. (laughs) They all look, the faces all look the same. They just have different ears and stuff. Like a lot of them look, you can't tell what kind of animal they are, really. There's Beach Bear, who's a polar bear on guitar. There's Looney Bird. And then there was Rolf DeWolf, who is a wolf. Now, he wasn't in the band, he was a ventriloquist. And he had a ventriloquist doll named Earl Schmurl, <laughs> who Chris loved to. I think Chris loved Earl Schmurl. I can't get the sound of them describing these characters as if they're real people. Like how much they love these characters. It's like, yeah, sickeningly too much. Um, and my, f- well, Duke LaRue, but also Mitzi Mozzarella, who's the token female. And did you see the part where they take the, all the stuff off of um, Mitzi Mozzarella and she has like tits? Did yeah. you see her? I watched now? the whole, I watched, I watched from the very beginning to the very end of this movie. Well, I, I didn't know if you're creepy all- like me and noticed the Mitzi Mozzarella tits. Which I'm, I'm like, creepy, is that necessary? So <laughs> Do we need? Does she have to have human tits? Like, she's already a woman. Yeah. Like, what? Did, what even is she? I wrote it down. Oh, she's a mouse. Yeah. Lady mice don't have 
giant knockers. So I don't know what the point this, of that was. The one guy's second favorite character was her. And then his next tattoo was going to be her. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. I love him. Did you see the bloopers where he like tried to put a Mitzi mozzarella yeah. doll yeah. and it fell over? Fell over. Yeah. Those were awkward. Oh, yeah. Not even funny at all. I know. I don't know if he's in the documentary, but there's a guy in Mississippi who still has the full band. He has people like fans around the country get in touch with him and he takes them like on tours of it and stuff. <clears throat> there was a comedian who he's in New Orleans and drove like six hours just to see this band at this guy's house. And the only thing he didn't want money or anything. He just said, can you bring me a pizza? Because he lives like an hour away from the nearest Domino's. Mm-hmm. And so he just wanted a pizza. That's also creepy. I, I, I just feel like anybody that owns this is just creepy. Yeah. I wouldn't go to this person's house. No, 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 no. This stuff though, it needs to be like where I know it ended up all over the world. One of these should be in like a museum somewhere where it's functioning yes, and running. It should. Is there like a showbiz or theme park? I know this is not technically a theme park, but like some kind of hall of fame museum type thing. There should be for like themed entertainment. Yeah. There should be some sort of museum. Cause this stuff even is like, like a pizza, history. even if it was like the pizza, like the pizza museum. So whatever, but yeah. But the fact, something. the fact that these like people who probably don't have a lot of money, like devote their lives to, cause the, not just the financial burden, but the time it takes to keep those things up and to know how to like program them. And it's, it's insane to do booty, 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 rocking everywhere, rocking everywhere. <laughs> yeah. That's the Earlier other thing. Miss did, did, New Booty, Bubba Fox. <laughs> Didn't they just? Wasn't it just a cover band? Wasn't it just they basically just sang famous songs for the most part? Because I know Munch's Make Believe Band have original it. songs, but yeah, I just hated what it ended up being. It was, but it was just Bubba Sparks. I don't even think there was no. He wasn't programmed or singing and programming. It was just all doing the same. It's just song, one song. Same song. So they were just mouthing along to it. So it would cut from one character oh. to the next. That's all it was doing is it was just cutting and then it was timing the mouth to move with it. Mm. But it's tough if you don't have a song that has like maybe the Beatles or something would work when you have multiple people singing in medleys, duet, all kinds of stuff. But when you just have Bubba Sparks and you're cutting from character to character, it's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, we talked about that whole part. Just the whole, the fact that he was still in that warehouse did you see the freaking head that was literally melting into the ground yeah he was saying it's melting yeah oh my god like it was that's like a horror and he even admits it he's like yeah it's kind of scary <laughs> yeah it's terrifying okay here we go what so it was going to be in the volo auto museum so i'm saying oh scary. duh why didn't i think of that i want to go there it's in indiana indiana okay indiana. they have they have a bunch of animatronic like old animatronics because showbiz pizzas they did like an ice cream parlor at one point and there's like a barbershop quartet that's there but yeah it was halted because they wanted to use a third-party control system hmm. it's so stupid like so stupid just let them you like who, who cares guy like uh and it seems like every single time something fails like this one they're just selling it to fans every single time it's like well my restaurant failed with it we're gonna piece it off to somebody else what i was more intrigued with is because like he said that he went to all of like those conferences exhibit whatever yeah. thing. he's all these other ones that didn't get made into anything 
So he's all these animatronics that are just cool properties that he created himself that are just probably sitting. They're probably destroyed now because this movie came out so long ago. Yeah. Because they, they still own the building. We looked at, into that. I don't know. If you go to Aaron Fector's YouTube page, he still does videos and stuff and it looks does like he? he's in the building. I think he's still there. Chris still alive. I have no idea what Chris is doing. Because <laughs> he had to sell his. I'm assuming his life got really bad. Yeah, I assume. The Dream Factory World of Wonders has an almost fully functional show in Switzerland, if you want to go. Oh. And then there is the one in South Korea. It's Wolmy Theme Park. As the show and a restaurant in the park playing four custom-made songs by Aaron. So Aaron made the songs. Because he was still singing at the end of the movie. Yeah, he voiced a lot of the characters, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, British Columbia. Ooh. There you go. That's not that far away. They have one at Scandia Golf and Games, at least at this point. Dublin, Ireland. We're not going there. And then the UK. So, for, yeah, for us, it looked like it would be in British Columbia would be the closest. Uh, overall, good documentary, though, Dallas. I enjoy it. I knew of it. I just I hadn't watched it in a long time, and it caught my eye again because I was of another podcast I listened to. But I was like, "Oh, I, Ryan has to watch this." It's not theme park necessarily, but it's you know it's themed entertainment. It's close enough. I just can't believe Disney never really got in on the like. They, I know they had like the whatever Disney whatever place. What are they called? They were like the Disney location they had like in Chicago, New York. Oh, Disney Quest. Disney Quest. Yeah, but I'm surprised they never did like a Chuck E. Cheese type. I know you think because they could have just bought it out in the 80s when they were just spending money willy nilly. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised when these places were going bankrupt, they were like, we're going to buy them and then we're going to rebrand these with our IP Disney character. Yeah, it's not really hard to change from Charles E. Cheese to Mickey Mouse. No, they're both mice. Yeah, kind of. I mean, something that takes away from people wanting to go to Disney World, but yeah, no, it's not different than like having Disney stores. I think it's a little time. taste. It's like a little taste. It's like a little hit. You give them the hit, and then they're addicted, and they want to go see the full thing. Yeah, reminds me. I watched. My boyfriend loves the Country Bears movie. <laughs> it's so painful to watch. I have never watched it, but like they look yeah, so off putting. Like they're terrifying. They're scary. They're so scary. They're very scary. I don't know how children can watch that movie. I really don't. But the big Al character is very funny. I'll give it that. But no, the costumes are terrifying. What was Disney thinking? I don't know what they were thinking uh, with that movie. It's, I don't know. I, I will say the scene, there's scenes with like the police and the parents and stuff are funny. It's like the guy from Drew Carey. One of the guys from Drew Carey plays one of the policemen. It's Queen Latifah is randomly in it. It's like a bartender. At but a it's honey so bar. It's for just, where we're at. Like nobody's using practical like that. Yes. So I think that will do it for our discussion. So next we are going to finish this episode with a Chuck E. Cheese themed quiz. I think I do pretty good, Dallas. I think I'll do pretty know. good. We'll see. So welcome back. So we're going to finish this episode with a Chuck E. Cheese themed quiz. 
towards Chuck E. Cheese is one of the famous animatronic pizza restaurants, which we just talked about. Its competitor, which was Showbiz Pizza, which was the pizza wars of the 80s, is the documentary it gets into. So this is 10 questions, and there's clues in the questions. So listen carefully. So I let everyone know, though, we're doing this out of order. So if we talk about something in the main segment, and now I have oh, no idea what I'm down. talking You're about. Fine. No one cares. Right? No, 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 no. You just no, don't no. want to look stupid. Yes, that, that is 100% the case. So <laughs> Dallas wanted to do this part first. So but I sound really stupid after just talking about it two minutes ago. <laughs> so we could actually be having a conversation about it two minutes ago. And now I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's funny. I do not have dementia, guys. <laughs> okay, so Nolan Bushnell, the founder of Chuck E. Cheese, also started this company that led the Atari. video game market in the late 1970s. See, you're going to do fine. Yeah, you weren't expecting me to get that one. Uh, keeping on Bushnell, he purchased what he thought was a coyote suit that he wanted his tech team to turn into an animatronic for his pizza restaurant. But they had to break the news to him that it was not a coyote. But instead, it was this famous pest. I get no, I don't have nothing. I just have to guess the famous no. pest. You just have to know. I'm assuming it's going to be a mouse. Is that your final answer? <laughs> it was. <laughs> is, it, is, is it Mickey Mouse? No, it was a rat costume. Okay. He thought it was a coyote and it was a rat. And so. I don't want to spoil it because it's the next question. The original idea for Chuck E. Cheese's first name. So the original idea for his first name, it wasn't Chuck. It was something else. And that's what you're guessing is also the first name of this singer known for his song. Never going to give you up. What name do they share? Rick Astley. So Rick. But I'm saying that's the person. So Rick. Yeah. He wanted to call Chuck E. Cheese Rick Rat. Nolan Bushnell wanted his restaurant to be called Rick Rat's Pizza. That's a fact. And everyone said, are you fucking nuts? (laughs) Rick Rat's. No one wants to eat a restaurant called Rick Rat's. You psycho. Okay. Oh, man. The Chuck E. Cheese. It's a good bar name, though. That's a good bar name. Rick Rat's. Yeah, bar name, but not a children's pizza restaurant. (laughs) The Chuck E. Cheese house band, known as Munch's Make-Believe Band, is led by a monster keyboardist who shares his fur color with a famous dinosaur television personality. What color are they? Purple. Yay! Name one of the two Disney animatronic attractions that inspired Bushnell to open a pizza restaurant. Country Bears, Jamboree, whatever. Yep. The other one is Tiki Room, but those are the two. What showbiz-themed word does the E in Chuck E. Cheese stand for? Entertainment. Yay. (laughs) You're a Chuck E. Cheese fan. Yeah. I've looked into Chuck E. Cheese before. It's been a while, but I watched some of the Chuck E. Cheese, like, into the pizza thing and some just historical stuff before. Yes. It's fascinating. What year did Chuck E. Cheese start calling their famous mascot a mouse instead of a rat? So in the branding, he was known as a rat until 1993. And then they called him a mouse. 
<clears throat> so what year did that happen? It's also the year I was born. <laughs> so that's your clue. Didn't you just say 1993? Oh, did I give you the answer? Yeah, you literally said the answer, Dallas. Yeah, whatever. I'm trying that's to get through this. Hilarious. You the first. I love it. I love <laughs> Move on. Move on. It happened in 1993. When did it happen? Anyway. <laughs> I love it. And I was worried about looking dumb, Dallas. <laughs> I'm just going to give you the answer to all these. No, it's not. Because first... <laughs> I could do it with all of these. <laughs> the first Chuck E. Cheese restaurant was New located. Jersey. New Jersey. No. No. I have no idea. What was that? I'm not done. The first Chuck E. Cheese restaurant was located <laughs> in this California town, which is also home to an NHL franchise. We're going to go with Anaheim. San Jose. Okay. Is that your first wrong one? No, I got two wrong. Oh, yeah. This is where I said Mickey Mouse. Because I, I thought you said a famous character. I mean, I that's didn't. my bad. Yeah. yeah. No, you didn't. So I thought you said a famous character. So I didn't think of a rat. So I was trying to name a mouse. And then I went specific mouse. That's that's my bad, but you're wrong. Chuck E. Cheese's main rival, Showbiz Pizza Place, is where you could hear this animatronic house band play daily. Rock a fire explosion. Really, Dallas? <sighs> the last two are to see are you, if you actually did you watched... even watch. Did you even watch the documentary, Ryan? Yeah. Or did you fucking lie? That's what these last lie two questions like are. <laughs> I'm not going to remember that. If you ask me who the person's name is, I don't remember the name right now. The Rock of Fire Explosion was the brainchild of this inventor. <laughs> I, I have the page pulled up right now. So you're going to look at it. You're going to find it. And we just talked about the movie, Ryan. How could you forget? We probably said his name 10 times in the last segment. Yeah, I don't remember his name. <clears throat> it's Aaron Fector. Okay, Aaron. Well, I know one guy was Thrash. Thrash? But- it was like something thrash was oh it? that's the fan yeah yeah that's the fan. i mean he's the, the star of the movie yeah because he bought he like set up all the freaking rock fire he's also the star of the movie Animatronics. like it, it's mostly him i've used like out of the cast it's mostly him yeah but the story itself is about aaron fector like not the story yeah. but the history deals with him and they interact and stuff because he sold him the animatronics that one's tough to remember a name i'm not good with names i don't remember like people like actual people i meet's name right and i wasn't watching i was watching this movie to see what happened not to gather what their names were but i passed i passed seven out of ten yeah also i'm very proud of myself because some of these i just i knew i mean that just means that you I've looked up Chuck E. Cheese stuff in your life, but which I don't know if you I should be Atari, proud of that. <laughs> I have Atari guy. I showed I know gaming. Yeah, I didn't know that. I had no idea that it was the same guy. Okay, Dallas. Wrapping this episode up. Mm-hmm. How were we sending it off, Dallas? No, not anything special. What was their showbiz is like tagline? Do their tagline. I, I don't want to do anything. It was like, like where that. a kid can be a kid. Where, what was it called? I don't even remember what it is. Oh my God. What's their, they have a tagline. What kind of pizza place do you want to go to, Johnny? I want to go to one where I can get pizza that, or what do you want on your pizza? Oh, the commercial. Yeah. yeah. What do you want on your pizza? I want pepperoni. I want balls. I want a 
singing band thing. Ha ha ha. You know what I want, ha. <laughs> Showbiz pizza. Parents, come on. That was such an awkward commercial, but. Mm-hmm. Hey, Dallas, give us the, their tagline and merge it in to a send off. Showbiz pizza. Where a kid can be a kid. Yeah, that's what it is. I mean, do you want me to just say that? Is that what it was? Is that what it was? Was I right? Yeah. I don't know how the jingle goes, though. How have I heard that tagline? Because, like, showbiz has been gone forever. Did somebody else, like, steal that? Where a kid can be a kid? A kid can be a kid. Is that, like, Toys R Us? I feel like someone else uses that. I've I've heard it before, whatever their (laughs) one was. That's exactly it. I was like, I've heard that. And I'm like, this place has not been around at all my entire life. So. I have to say show his pizza. Yeah. <laughs> I can't sing and look at you. It drives me nuts. Look at my crotch. There, there's the crotch shot. <laughs> <clears throat> show his pizza. Is the pizza. <laughs> I love Bye guys. <laughs> Theme Park Paradise is a part of the Unlikely Alliance Network. Links to all of our content can be found by going to theunlikelyalliance.com. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at ThemeParkPD. And you can rate and review us on iTunes. Five stars, please. Thank you for listening.